Today, the nerds are talking about Orange is the New Hack, Good Guy Nintendo, and which is better, CGI or Practical Effects? And today's secret word is Nerds with Mics! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Maxwell. I'm Justin. And I'm Travis. Son of a bitch, took your spot again. <laughs> it's getting old. So this, so is episode, uh, this is episode 48, recorded on Tuesday, May 2nd of 2017. Nerds with Mikes is a podcast about movies, TV shows, games, technology, and much, much more. Yes. What have you guys been up to? Justin, you start since you clearly oh. want to go before me. No, I want you to go first. Okay, okay. good. I, uh, I've i been up to a lot. I watched uh, Gotham this week. Maxwell, I don't know if you got to watch Gotham last yeah, night. Yeah, buddy, I did. It was really good. Um, trying to think of what else I did. Uh, watched more Legion. Um, played the heck out of Mario Kart. Been playing a lot of Mario Kart. And uh, other than that, just uh, working on computer type stuff. But other than that, that's really about it. Oh, and I went and seen, um, today I went and seen The Fate of the Furious. Without you, Maxwell. I know. I, uh, I still haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, I uh, went and seen it with my friend Kevin. And uh, gotta say, uh, it actually wasn't terrible. Uh, it was actually, I think I liked it better than the last one. So it was well, good. Well, we're going to actually talk about uh, The Fate of the Furious a little bit later. So good that, well, you, right. that you saw it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Justin, what about you? Yeah, I've been... Well, I watched Silicon Valley. Did you watch that one? Uh, yes, watched that. Good, wasn't yeah. it? I'm kind of glad they've already wrapped that one storyline up a little bit. Same. Uh, did you watch Fargo again? No. Oh, wait, no. There hasn't been a new episode of Fargo no. since we last recorded. Yep. Um, and then I've been playing a lot of Rust. I'm really back into that, it seems like, which is a bad path to go down. Long story short. Lo- yeah, long story short. Um, and then I've been playing... I did play a little bit of Siege, but not much. I did play the Prey demo. And it's awesome. Maxwell, I think that's a game you'll really like. Um, might want to check out that first hour demo. Might want to get more storage space, Maxwell. That's what I'm, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm just stuck in a world of, like, I haven't even turned the PlayStation on since right before the uh, software update. Where they if only they that. made, yeah, if only they made a device to expand storage. I, yeah. Problems be cool would be like, solved. It'd be cool <laughs> if, like, they made that device and then, like, you could be a good friend and get it for him. But then, like, if there's only a service... That you could use to to get it to him somehow. Yeah, well, he does have a, a birthday coming up, so maybe uh, if he plays his cards right, Santa will get him one. Santa, Wait, that's not that's not right. Never mind. Summer Santa, summer <laughs> Santa. <laughs> um, so I guess it's my turn, huh? It is. It is. So I watched Gotham and about Gotham. Uh, I don't know who that old man is that's training uh, Bruce right now, but Logan. why is it's just like another whitewashing of Hollywood? It looks like. Yeah, is it, that supposed to be Ra's al Ghul? I don't think like so. A, I think he's just too old, but yeah, he's clearly like in somewhere in Asia training, like with monks or something. And then the, it's just an old white dude. Yeah, dumb. Yep. Um, I did watch Get Out. That was a good movie. Oh, yeah, I was really surprised. So speaking by that of one. the opposite of whitewashing, you watch Get Out. That's, <laughs> That's <good>. right. <laughs> it's a really good movie. I've heard. I, I want to go see it, but I've not seen it yet. Yeah, it's fantastic. It was a uh, not as scary as I thought it was going to be, to be honest. The trailer makes it look horrifying. Yeah. Um, Is it as good as the reviewers are saying, though? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Like a, it did have like a 100% fresh rating at one point. 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a different uh, idea in the story, and I really liked cool. that. So I would recommend it. Okay. Um, and then I played the heck out of some uh, Zelda, because I just every episode, it's like I feel like this is must be what Justin feels like when he talks about playing Siege. Yeah, every week I talk about playing Zelda, because it's the best <clears> game <throat> in the world. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how many Divine Beasts do you have left? Um, I still have one left. I'm just holding off doing it for whatever reason, and I'm just running around doing a bunch of other stuff. I've unlocked the entire map now, which is kind of sad. Like I, I kind of didn't want to get to that point. <laughs> um, and then I'm fighting a bunch of dragons trying to collect their uh, different shards, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know anything about dragons, Justin? How to train your dragon? Oh, yeah, whatever. Same thing. So... Um, Let's get on, guys. Last week, we talked about some CGI versus practical effects. Right. And we held it off for this week to really dig deep into it. I hope you guys did your homework and got some opinions. Yes. Um, Because we are going to talk deeply about the difference between CGI and practical effects. Is one better than the other? And really... Do they have to live together in harmony? So, I was worried about this many movies. This, as many movies, seem to be returning to all the CGI setups that we saw in the 90s, early 90s, I guess, in uh, 2000s. And I always remember Lake Placid, that movie, and the alligator (laughs) or crocodile just looking terrible. Um, (laughs) This was a big problem with the Star Wars prequels. And something that has bothered me uh, with even the Iron Man movies because he always, his head always kind of looks a little separated from his body when he has the mask off or helmet. Uh, the new Alien movie is all CGI, but has gotten amazing early reviews. So what are your opinions, guys, on CGI versus practical effects? Well, when done correctly, CGI uh, can be great, obviously. I mean, we've seen it. It's enhanced movies in a way that and provided these effects that would not be possible with practical effects. Um, but like you mentioned, the Star Wars prequels, I do, you do have some movies listed here that failed that I actually disagree with, uh, but we'll get into that when we get there. But, um, <clears throat> one movie that really stands out to me is Sin City. Yeah. Um, that movie, I mean, that movie is, a, it would be impossible for that movie to happen with practical effects. And it's one of my favorite movies. So CGI really made that movie what it is. Whereas uh, the Force Awakens, yeah, there's CGI in the Force. That the Force Awakens is a perfect example of CGI and practical effects. I think working together, um, you still have like the guys and like the monster suits and uh, actual like set pieces and stuff. But then you know when they have to go and use CGI, they can't. It just works. It looks great. It doesn't take you out of the experience. Yeah, I, I agree for the most part. Um... I think if it's done in a way uh, where it's not too much CGI and the practical effects are done in a way that is not obvious. Like one of the movies that I think about, uh, I think it was in the 90s, Maxwell, um, Fifth Element. Yeah. Where obviously all the all the aliens and bad guys, they really weren't CGI. They used practical effects. And I thought that was done in a way that looks that looked really good. And then also there's a new movie coming out that looks like it's going to be a combination of CGI and practical effects. Valerian. I don't know if you guys have seen the right, trailer. Same for guy that. did fifth element. 
Correct. Um, and that looks like it's done in a way where they're trying to use practical effects as much as they can, but in obvious situations where that won't work, they're doing CGI. I think if they do it in a way where they're only using CGI in a case of like it, it has to be done this way, I think that's fine. Um, I, I think about, I know that you have uh, one of the movies on here, Lord of the Rings. I think about that, but I also think about The Hobbit and how much I love those movies. And those also use a lot of CGI as well. Um, and, and the way that they, in the way that the, the trickery that they do where they make um, the hobbits look really small compared to Gandalf. Like that's not necessarily CGI, it's just camera trickery, right? So right. Um, I think if, if they're married together in a way that makes sense, I, I think there's a place for both of them. Um, when I think about some of my favorite movies, as a, uh, my childhood movies, I think like The Terminator, obviously, right? Like that one was, uh, that was really when we first started to see CGI that actually looked like it was worth something, right? Um, you know, I think about, especially in Terminator 2, when you had the cop that was obviously uh, made of the, the, the aluminum, I guess, that could melt down and stuff like that. I remember seeing that as a kid and it just blowing my mind, right? Right. Um, but, uh, but to Justin's point, I think when it's done in a way that, because if you look at the Star Wars prequel movies, they look like they use so much CGI that those look like they took place after the original movies. Yeah, which is really you know weird. I mean? Yeah, which is which is super weird. So I think it all depends on the time setting, where it falls in the timeline, to what movie that it. If it's a standalone film, that's fine. If it's a prequel, I think all those things kind of come into play of which approach is best. Um, you know, and sometimes even shadows of cats might <laughs> enhance enhance the background you yeah. just never know wonder how but that'll to, work with green screen <laughs> yeah i guess we'll have to see but what do you think maxwell uh so speaking of the lord of the rings movies so those i think were done in an excellent way from beginning to end except for when they're in the trees like the giant trees and it it looked like 1950s or something uh green screen effects it was really bad like just the movement of the background on the tree in front of it um but with the Hobbit movies, which came out, of course, after Lord of the Rings, the main uh, orc through that whole thing was CG, where right. in Lord of the Rings, the main orc was practical effects. I mean, they had makeup, everything. Yeah, um, and they were and terrifying. I think, yeah, and I think the two of those are very noticeably uh, different. Like, you can see the CGI in the Hobbit, uh, in that main orc versus the other one. Um, and it just, it stands out a little bit and there's that shadow again. So that's, that's awesome. Um, as far as the star Wars prequels, I think some of it too comes from like the design of the, uh, the, uh, spaceships and things. So all of those things seemed more rounded and more futuristic and, you know, like stealthy, I guess, where the older stuff was very boxy and organic looking in a way. Right. Right. Um, and I, I think that with the prequels of Star Wars, if they didn't have those ships that were like, um, I think the main one that they fly in the first episode is kind of very reflective. It's almost chrome looking. Yeah. Right. Um, it's very smooth. I, I think if they went with a direction of like, okay, s the ships in Star Wars are very, um, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, they're very constructed looking. Yeah. You know, it looks like there's nuts and bolts holding the stuff together. Um, I think if they did the CG but designed the ships correctly, it could have turned out a little bit differently. Um, and it, 
I recently found out that very surprisingly, they did have a lot of miniatures for the prequels. Hmm. Um, one example is the pod racing. They had I, I a mass, like a, yeah. I mean, a large scale miniature <laughs> um, that they used. But even though the CGI was so heavily done that it, you would have never thought that there was a, a, uh, a model there at all. I honestly think that movie, uh, The Phantom Menace, I really think that was George Lucas getting his hands on some new equipment, some software, yeah. and saying, sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's yeah. see what I can do. I mean, it was just him. He was just a kid with a, with a you know, new, new toys. That's all it was. Yeah. I think a prime example of that, because um, it came out at the same time when they released the special edition of the original trilogy, he added in all those extra scenes with uh, like Jabba the Hutt and such. All right, so the I worst. actually, Go I ahead. actually like the Jabba the Hutt scene being added in, where Han steps on his tail. Not the tail part, but they, I, you, did you know why they had to do that, right? Yeah, because it, he, well, where they filmed him with a man, he walked right behind him. They couldn't fix that, but I actually liked having Jabba in the movie. Um, but full disclosure, I saw the original unedited truly after the special edition. So sure. the, my first time ever seeing the Star Wars movies was the special edition. That's right. oh, very interesting. Yeah, my okay. So here's where it gets a little sad, guys. No, my, my parents hated Star Wars, and they didn't want me to know about it. I guess because we we're at the movies one day, and I'm like a kid. It's like '97, right? And a trailer comes on for it, and I know nothing of this universe. And my parents, I can see them both being like, "Oh no, like he's going to be exposed <laughs> to this." And after the trailer was over, I looked at my mom and I said. I want to see both of those movies. And she went, there's three of them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's go. Like, I want to see them. So, yeah, they kind of kept that from me until I discovered it on my own. But I see. Yeah. So. They added a lot of stuff in there. Um, and I, I've seen the original since. The, uh, the part I hate the most out of all of them is where they added in the, like, the little musical section where that like female weird creature thing comes in and sings a song. Yeah. And it completely unnecessary and just like terribly done. Although there were several releases of the prequels and like the special editions where he went, he kept going back in and like editing again yeah. and again and again. And I think the original release of the prequels had a uh, a puppet for Yoda, and then he went back in two times and did CGI. The Blu-ray, Yoda. I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys a question real quick, not to get too off topic here, but this is just something I thought of. When the when the trilogy came out on Blu-ray, at the end of Return of the Jedi, it's Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Anakin, but it's Hayden Christensen. Right. How do you guys feel about that? Because continuity-wise, it makes sense. Not to me. I mean, because Anakin never made it past that point. Anakin died. Yeah, but he, it should have been him as old man, not him as young. Well, it was an old man, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but because... I don't like it, but I get it. You know what I mean? It's one of those weird love-hate things. I, You have to explain how you get it, because to me, the way I view it is, it's Anakin, right? I mean, he becomes Darth Vader because he's still alive. They keep him Anakin alive. Anakin never became that old man, though, that we saw in the original cut. Yeah. How does that not make sense? It just doesn't. <laughs> because, it, like, he was, like, scarred and burned, and, like, that old man's just like, what's up? I'm just some old dude in a Jedi robe. I see to what me, you're saying. Visually, yeah. he should have been a distorted yeah. old man if he was going to be yeah, an old man. Yeah, he never should have been a peaceful-looking old guy. He should have looked like a, I don't know, a mess. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes yeah. a lot more sense. I never thought about yeah, the fact that like old man was like, I got hair and I look normal. 
Yeah, because he didn't have arms. Suddenly he, have this robe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he's just like, oh, I'm back in the Jedi Council now in, in Jedi heaven. I mean, that yeah. just doesn't... It's interesting. Know. It's very interesting. And obviously you don't want to see a deformed... <laughs> Damn or a cat. cat. <laughs> um, obviously, you don't want to see the deformed, like, half-human floating there with, like, yeah, half an arm or something. Yeah, but. it's like, I get the decision to change it to Hayden Christensen. I don't necessarily like it, but I respect it. Like, I don't hate it either. Yeah. It's just um, weird, there were things where they, they added in... Um, oh, man, what did they do? They added Gungans to that part, too, them saying, like, we won or something. I don't know. Yeah. Bunch of weird stuff, but Gungans. Just to um, fix the continuity. But you said there was the something changes. in one of these lists that you disagreed with. What was that? Okay. Well, I actually one part of it I, I misread. You put the Mummy Returns. I agree that movie was not great, but the first Mummy was great uh, with like the guy turning into like the sand face or whatever. Yeah. I think he's referring to CGI specifically with to the, the rock. Scorpion King. Yeah, yes. I, well, I didn't. I didn't read that. I didn't yeah. see all of that at yeah, first. That but. looked awful. Oh man! But that was the yeah. Rock's first big thing, and after he did that role, uh, which apparently because I, I watched a behind the scenes like an interview thing. Um, well, not even behind the scenes. It was a recent interview he did. Where he said, with that movie, it was like 110 degrees outside, and he had like a cold or the flu or something. He was real sick, but he was like, I got to give it my all. Um, and the next day after recording, they called him up, and they were like, all right, we liked you. We want to do a uh, a standalone movie with you. So he obviously made a good impression, but that movie doesn't do him a whole lot of justice, I think. So maybe right. the people, like while they're recording, were like, wow, this guy's got it. But man, that CG was just um, bad. One thing I did want to add is you had the Matrix Reloaded fight scene. Which fight scene are you referring to? I assume to? when all the agents are fighting uh, Neo. Yes. I thought that, was, thought that in... was the last one. No. Or is that this... the second? Well, it happens yeah. a lot through the second and it third does, one. It does, you're right. But this fight specifically is the first time that Neo comes across all the Agent Smiths. He sees the one and he's like basically thinking, like, I thought you died. And then, like, all of them start showing up. And is then it he's when he's with the Oracle? And yeah. he, has, like, he pulls up like the the pipe when they're in the basket, yes. little courtyard he, area. He oh, like okay. spins yeah, around the pipe and like knocks them all down. And my bad. Yeah. I was thinking of the really cool one with like all the medieval weapons and stuff because that one today no, is like my favorite awesome. fight scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to agree with you on uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Like that was a good uh, that was a good combination of CGI and then also practical effects because I know a lot of the stunts and stuff in the movie they actually did and the guys going back and forth on the poles and stuff. Like yeah, I know that's part green screen, but but there's still people going back yeah. and forth on those poles. So, yeah. So, and and this, the next one. Uh, well, one of the ones I have on the list here is I Robot. That movie, like the whole time, was a futuristic, and then it's just obviously a robot that they have to make CGI. And I felt like that one was done extremely well. Now, uh, I Am Legend, another Will Smith movie, it was like it was a great movie. But then when you got to see the CGI like creatures or whatever, they looked terrible. They did. Yeah. But the, yeah. everything else, the production value was so high, and like cities really looked like they were uh, overgrown with grass and all that. But man, the most important second characters in the in the movie were terrible. Yeah. If you want to talk about bad CGI, Lost. Yeah. That show is so good, but Smoke it has monsters. awful CGI. <laughs> uh, I'm excited because you have the Jungle Book on here, but it makes me also excited for uh, the new Lion King movie. Yeah. That's going to be very interesting. I mean, the visuals from the Jungle Book look great. Um, yeah. I really wonder how this is going to work out with the uh, the Lion King. Because I think it's interesting when they... 
Because it's one thing to have CGI in a completely CGI'd environment, but it's another thing to have something CGI'd in, on top of real, like, real world, so. Yeah, uh, and, right, and uh, go back to Mad Max Fury Road. So, obviously, the they made all of those vehicles for the... <laughs> cat. Uh, they made all of the vehicles for the movie, uh, which is incredible. The environments, however, were partially real. Almost everything in those visually were added in, and that was that was a very impressive movie because the CGI in that movie, honestly, I couldn't tell you what was a real landscape and right. what wasn't. Well. Enough about uh, what we think. What are some of our listeners think, Maxwell? I know we posed a question to them, right? Yeah, so here's the, the winner actually came down. 56% of our listeners thought that practical effects um, were the better choice. And then 22% for CGI and 22% said that both of them were a must. Um, and I, I'm probably more along the lines that they both need to be mixed well together. Um. For examples, like we were talking about with uh, Mad Max, Tron Legacy is a movie that's almost 100% CGI. It's but, so good, though. Yeah. So good. But, so to me, I think it's it's really comes down to, like, at the beginning of making this movie, we got to know what our budget is, and is it going to be primarily CGI or not? Okay, right. if it's primarily CGI, can we afford it, and can we afford a studio that makes it look good? Right. You know, I'd mentioned Sin City earlier, but now that I think about it, they used a lot of practical effects too for like uh, Mickey Rourke's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, his face is not—that's not his face. I Which mean, looks better than his real face does. You know, <laughs> sadly uh, enough, it did. Yes. What I also think about practical effects, I think about how awesome Ron Perlman looks as Hellboy. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And the second so. movie was so much better. Have you seen Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. With him in it. It's so weird to see him like CGI'd into a goblin. Oh, I it's like it's his face oh, but that's on a right. goblin body. That's yeah, right. I forgot about I that. I forgot that was him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what what camp are you in, Justin? Are you for CGI pr- practical effects or? I prefer practical effects, but I also I, I think both are a must. Um, now that's it varies case by case, you know, for each movie, but. Um, I do think generally both are necessary. I think both are a must for me as well. Uh, the only reason I say that is like I would hate to see a movie felt like be pigeonholed into making a movie look a certain way because they they're so against CGI. Uh, you know, so I think if you can, depending on the time and setting, I think there's a place for both. Yeah, uh, as long as they complement each other, so to speak. Right. So. Um, and I think it it comes down to like the producer or director or whoever understanding what his budget is and not making a rash decision like somewhere along the lines and going, well, it's just CGI. it," And then they're like, well, we don't really have the money to get something good in there. Um, and I think, man, Ron Perlman was everything. Cause I was thinking of blade too. <laughs> There's a fight scene at the beginning of that with the ninjas and it was really bad. Um, but one example, there was a TV show. I think it was just called, Oh man. Was it just called Fast? Maybe with uh, you talking about with The Rock? No, it was just a TV show. Oh, TV show. Uh, but it was they were like de- detectives or something like that, and they uh, it was always a lot of explosions and car chases and stuff. But that show spent all of its budget on the practical effects, so things where they maybe could have used some cheap CGI so that they, that way could 
continue the episodes, they basically blew all their money on the explosions in the cars, and they, they would get Ferraris and, like, really high-end stuff, um, and it was great, but they blew their budget, and they couldn't make any more shows. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, like, that's a bad example. Like, it visually looked great. They did a good job on it, but they used their money poorly. Right. Hmm. So, I think if you're going to do both, you just got to be smart, and it's pay attention to your finances. Right. Good call. Yep. Now, oh, what, what are we talking about next? I think um, movies. You want to do movies? I think I've seen a few of those. I think I think that's only appropriate since we just got done talking about CGI and uh, practical effects. Yeah, so we're going to talk about stuff that's out now and coming out now. Uh, we'll get into the rest of our normal show here. So, movie and TV news. I know we've discussed a few times that Hollywood needs to get their shit together, right? And offer more roles to minorities. Uh, well, the rapper Aquafina, that stars in the upcoming Ocean's 8 movie with Sandra Bullock, will be joining an all-Asian cast in the new movie called Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, which is hard for me to say. Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, the lead will be played by Constance Wu, uh, who is on the show Fresh Off the Boat. The best. You watch that? Yes. Oh, she is great on that she show. That hilarious. entire cast is perfect. Yeah. That's a funny show. It is. It's, yeah, it's really the, good. The guy on that show, uh, the first time I saw him, of course, was in... Um, the Interview? The Interview, yes. Well, did you watch The Office? Yes. He, he, played, uh, he played a small part in one episode where Jim pr- uh, pranks Dwight. As, oh, as that's Asian right. Jim. Asian yes. Jim, yeah. That's the <laughs> that's best. So hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Dwight basically, he comes in, and there's Randall Park sitting in Jim's seat, and Dwight's like, who are you? He's like, funny, Dwight, you know? And, he and he's, like, he's like, good for you. You don't see color. And there's like even like a picture of like his family, but it's him in the picture. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, and, awesome. yeah, he basically does everything because he's trying to prove that he's not him, and he'll ask him a question or whatever, and he answers it correctly. Other people <laughs> in the office are coming in, and they're like okay, totally Jim. acknowledging him. Like, that's <laughs> a good joke. It's, it's the their whole show is great. You should watch it. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, so, Justin, let's, let's go with your topic, buddy. Yeah, this is actually a pretty big deal. Uh, so last week, hackers claimed that they had stolen, the, uh, not the entire season, but 10 episodes of the season five uh, of Orange is the New Black. Uh, that's a huge show for Netflix. It was actually one of their first shows, I think, that really kind of kicked yeah. off them being the powerhouse that they are. Um, well, they were not bluffing. Uh, they did steal those episodes. Netflix did not pay the ransom, and those episodes are now online. Uh, you can watch them if you're into piracy. Um, but it's not the whole season. It's 10 episodes. So, well, this this will have an effect on Netflix in some way, right? I don't think so. The, the, have they released them? On Yeah, you can watch them right now. No, no, no. I'm oh, asking, has Netflix... It uh, comes out on June 10th. So they, they didn't decide to go ahead and just release it early? No, they should have. But here's the funny thing is Netflix is going to be able to tell exactly who pirated the episodes because they're going to be able to see, oh, everyone started on episode 11. Like, why did they do that? Because there's 13 episodes, I think, in the season. Oh, yeah. So, but I think it's a big deal now. If only someone would do that for House of Cards, which, do you guys watch House of Cards? I don't watch either of those shows. Oh, they're both really good. No, well, I won't. So, I don't don't think that the number of people that pirate and watch the show is going to really affect somebody like Netflix. But the amount of people that do watch it, I think they'll see some differences, maybe. Like you were saying, it, like, suddenly pick up on episode 11 or whatever. But... I, I really don't see it 
affecting their business and that's just such I a am big just show surprised. For them. Yeah, I am just surprised that they didn't go, all right, yeah, let's go ahead and release these ten or whatever and just yeah. say, Screw you guys, we'll just post them ourselves. Like yeah. you know, that would have been a quick, easy solution to get like, your I, watches. I think most people keep a Netflix subscription. Like I don't think they pick it up when their favorite show comes out. I think they usually they, just kinda keep it. They should have just released the ten and then held the last five episodes for June tenth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean most people are binge watching anyway like uh yeah what was that the uh stranger things watched in like two days yeah i don't know anybody that that watches a netflix show a week at a time when they drop it all at once have you watched that new show on hulu the handmaid's tale i want to because the cast looks really i watched the first episode it's pretty intense is that a week it's a week by week that's what made me think of it is they release them like every monday watch um What's the one with the guy from uh, Breaking Bad? Is the, the oh the, the path? Is it good? I haven't seen it, but I really want to watch it. Yeah. Someone told me who was it? Just the other day, told me it's basically a direct link to Scientology. Like it's basically wow. ripped out of that playbook. But I can't remember who told me that. Tom Tom Cruise. It may have been him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really good friends with him. Um, so guys, we all uh-huh. know that I am a huge Alien fan. You know what? Like. I'm already tired of you talking about it. It's been I like mean, literally every episode. And when are you going to watch it, Maxwell? <laughs> Come on. I mean, we've been doing this for a year. You need to watch Alien. It's so good. Um, anyway, it's my favorite movie. Uh, well, Ridley Scott, you know, the director, uh, said that Neil Blomkamp. I almost thought that was Blumkin. Blumkin. <laughs> Neil Blomkamp, you know, the guy who brought us District 9 and Elysium, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, his Alien movie is dead. He doesn't think that Alien 5 will ever come to fruition. I'm so bummed out since I'm so heavily invested in this film universe. And Maxwell probably doesn't even care because he's never seen him. I've been too busy watching Fargo. <laughs> oh, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that show's really good, too. I should probably watch Maxwell, it. Maxwell, <laughs> does this upset you at all? Um, it's For somebody like me that's <laughs> so deep into this universe, I already kind of knew that this is happening. Um, but... Wait, it does watch West Maxwell knows about Alien? You've watched Alien? Yeah. Ugh. Did I watch Fargo? Hold I'm on, so I, confused. I, hold on a second. Hold on. Okay. So we found out we're on the right timeline. Maxwell is the one who's watched Alien. It is <laughs> I that have watched Fargo. I have watched Fargo. I don't know how to talk. Travis has also watched Fargo in this timeline. Yes. But only one episode. And Alien. I watched the second episode. Oh, you did watch this? Yeah. It was good, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Um... Yeah. You're like, yes, Dad, back yes. off. Yeah, God, lay God. off me. I'm starving. <laughs> but, uh, no, but for me, this this news, I, I was so deep into this uh, Alien u- franchise and universe that um, I kind of knew it wasn't happening, which is a disappointment because for people that are fans of the movies, this would pick up after Aliens. Ripley. The second. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> so it would basically split the universe off where Alien 3 went and just kind of say, well, an alternate timeline if stuff happened differently we're gonna wow go i'm it's, so confused it's kind of like uh well you haven't watched those x-men movies where days of future past basically reset oh, yeah. the timeline to say all these other i movies do want to watch those too <laughs> i will get to these movies i you promise you before our two-year anniversary i will have watched the x-men movies and the alien movies oh, we goodness. need to all just take off a vacation together and just watch movies all we week. should that sounds good it's um, gonna be everything i've ever seen and then add in fargo <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, guys, I had mentioned that I had went and seen uh, Fate and the Furious, yep. which it wasn't a terrible movie, and Charlize Theron played a really good villain, uh, which also, side note, I can't wait for Atomic Bombshell. That's besides the point. Anyways, um, 
Guys, can you believe that Fate of the Furious has already racked up $1.06 billion? Oh, my God. Yep, so did Avatar. So. Worldwide, of course. Um, but this is actually uh, second place to the franchise behind the seventh sequel, which was the last one, which obviously was Paul Walker's last movie. His last ride? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, most likely, uh, it will actually surpass um, surpass that as you know, the movie. So like eventually like it's gonna, you know, pass that movie. However, <laughs> I'm glad you, you like, I, I'm talking about my hands. I was today. so lost, but so when you moved your hand hands. from here to here, I realized that you meant yeah. it's passing. <laughs> yeah. So, so if this is the seventh sequel and this is the eighth, it's going to pass it. So if your left hand is in the, the slow lane and your right hand's in the fast lane, it's going to pass it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I got you. So eventually right. it's going to pass it, but as of right now, it has not. Um, and it is, uh, you know, are you guys planning on seeing this movie? That's a that's a hard no. Because let me tell you, it's still crushing at the box office, and it's still in theaters. However, you know how typically, like, when you go to the movies and a movie's been out for several weeks, like, when you go get your ticket, they say, yeah, it's in theater 15, and it's, like, usually, like, back... It's still in the first theater when I went right. to see it. Like it's still in the biggest theater that they have. I mean, I'm not trying to discount what it's done, but what else has come out since then? I really don't know. I don't know either. The Boss Baby? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that came out after it. Yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is still technically beating Fate of the Furious right now, but um, we shall see if Did you it can see? hold its ground. You went and seen it. I haven't seen it, but Max this weekend at the local drive-in, which by local I mean an hour and a half away, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy and Beauty and the Beast are playing, so we might go. Oh, okay. If Beauty and the Beast plays first, we'll go, and we'll take Owen. Did you know that, uh, are you familiar with Miles Davis? Yeah. So Miles Davis and uh, Emma Watson were actually originally supposed to be in La La Land. Do you mean Miles Teller? And- yeah, Miles Teller. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Anyways, those two were originally supposed to be in La La Land. I felt bad. I was like, man, I really, I mean, I love Emma Stone. I think she was great in the movie. I wouldn't have replaced her. Almost felt bad for Emma Stone for a second, and then I realized how much movie uh, money this movie's made, and I don't feel bad for her anymore. So. Nope. Don't feel bad yeah, for her. Emma Watson, like yeah, Emma Watson being in Beauty and the Beast, she took that role because, I mean, she's a strong feminist, and she felt that Belle, right? Is her name? Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, is is a, a good example of like her idea of a feminist, which is you know somebody that's basically doesn't take your shit <laughs> from anybody, and you know is is deserving and hold stands up. I heard she also like so. wanted to raise awareness for bestiality. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I <laughs> that had was to. our alternate facts. <laughs> I heard that she was uh, like John Wayne's toilet paper, rough and tough, and don't take no shit from no one. God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, can you can you put the glasses emoji on them whenever or whatever? <laughs> yeah, and then and then uh, the marijuana out of my mouth. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> time to get into gaming and tech news. Uh, Justin, you and I. Well, I know how much I have played. Yep. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, so good. How much have you played? I haven't. I know I haven't played as much as you, but uh, Kayla and I played a few a little bit this week. Going to a little battle mode. I've almost five hundred coins. I don't have 500 coins now. Hardcore. Um, we did get the racing wheels, but I hadn't taken out of the box yet. Oh yeah, I I actually have some in my back seat that I have also not taken out. Yeah, of the box it, this box is so small. I'm like, what is this going to add to yeah. it? Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts so far? I love it. Um, I didn't put a ton of time into Mario Kart 8 originally. 
So I don't really know what all is new. Uh, I was actually going to say the exact same thing. I think I played less than an hour on the Wii U. So yeah. Um, so I, but I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's definitely a. It's. I hate the word system seller. Breath of the Wild is a system seller. This is a game to complement that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a must buy if you have a Switch. I mean, come on. But. So some of the things, some of my takeaways. So number one, online was ready day one. So it was up and running. I wouldn't know. I haven't played online. 12 yet. players online or uh, eight players if you're doing just a local Wi-Fi game. And I don't know if you got to try that out, but I was at work the other day and there was like six of us that had our Switch and we had Mario Kart. Bunch and of nerds. <laughs> you can hit wireless and create a room. And I guess it does an ad hoc, but it's all local. You don't have to be connected to Wi-Fi or anything. Does everyone have to have a game cartridge or is it like download? Uh, I think you have to have a game cartridge. But still, still I was, it, was so, it was so smooth to be on an ad hoc network with no yeah. uh, actual internet. It was awesome. Uh, 47 tracks, which is a lot. Yep. Um, and then also uh, a bunch of costumes for your me character, which I've unlocked every single one of them. With your amiibos? Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Guess which one's my favorite, Maxwell? Uh, Link. Samus. I was about to say Samus. Oh. Yeah, Samus has a costume for my little me character. But it's fun. It's great. It's smooth. Graphics are great. Uh, and a lot of unlockables, which I'm all about some unlockables. Maxwell knows about those unlockables that I like. Did you did you have the Samus <laughs> amiibo or did you use that, that trick? I used the trick on all of them. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, if you have a Switch and you've been playing Zelda and you're like, I love Zelda, but I need something else to play, Mario Kart 8 is your game. Yep. However, Tetris is about to drop on as well. If you're a Tetris person, I'm not. Minecraft is too, I think. Oh, okay. And there's a new, um, it's called NBA Playgrounds. It's kind of like NBA Jam meets oh, NBA Street. Yeah. Dude, Street Dude, was my jam. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, now... You gotta tell us about this game because I have not played it. Okay, Sniper Ghost Warrior Three. So, several months ago, Sniper uh, Sniper Elite Four was my pick of the week. Do you, Do you like Mexican food? No. What? <laughs> Bean dip. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to liven liven you up a little bit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, Sniper Elite Four was my pick of the week. I really enjoyed that game. It's a great game. Highly recommend it. Um, so Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 came out. The trailer looked awesome. And this one, like, if you shoot someone in the face, like, their jaw goes flying off. It's disgusting. Oh, man. Yeah. Were you let down? Yeah, the game's terrible. <laughs> it, um, it's first person instead of third person. Oh, and it's okay. just very... Graphics uh, not good either? Graphics are actually pretty decent, but it's very sluggish. The gun mechanics aren't very fun. It's what about load over. times? Load times are bad. Apparently, I actually didn't experience this, but some users have experienced load times up to five minutes uh, getting from wow. the main menu into the game, which is unacceptable. And I didn't experience that, and the developers issued a statement saying that they are working on a patch. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it, but as of now, I do not recommend this game. So, Sniper Elite is by far a better game. Oh, yeah. Buy Sniper Elite 4. Just buy it anyway. I think Maxwell has it, and I don't think he's ever opened it. Did you, do you still have it's it? never been opened because I don't have space to I'll play it. it with you. Just, yeah. just open it. All right. So another game that I actually had a chance to play at the beginning of the week is a game called, and Justin actually bought it. It's called What Remains of Edith Finch. Yep. I think we've played about the exact amount, maybe yeah. about 45 minutes to an hour yeah, possibly. I got to tell you, 
from the beginning that that game started, I was completely sucked in. Yeah, it was. It's it's great. It's such a trip. It's what I imagine doing hallucinogens is Look at like. Those little white diabetic socks she has on. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she purred. Yeah, when I did that. Can you hear um, that? Yeah. So, unlike any game you've played, right? As yeah, it's, it's very unique. Um, I really enjoyed it. I love the narrative. Um, the way that it puts subtitles in the real world. Yeah, that was cool. Um, a... Let's just say in the first 40 minutes you'll be playing as multiple different animals. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. It, I think 20 bucks what you picked it up? 20 bucks. It's definitely worth $20, I'll tell you that. It's an indie title. It's not from, obviously, a AAA developer. But if you're looking for a game that is mostly story-driven and <clears throat> I'd say a little bit of I it kind of reminds me of a a mixture of it kind of reminds me a little bit of Mist, yeah, but less point and click. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I but, need to pay attention more to these uh, indie games because honestly, some of them are far better than a lot of stuff that's out right now. Like Sniper it, Ghost Warrior Three is probably way under the level of Edith Finch. Not only yeah. that, but I bet your uh, your lady friend will probably enjoy uh, watching you play some of these other games uh, that are indie titles, I would say. There's been several that I've played that... My wife, what she does is she always seems not interested at first. I don't know if you're all ladies are this way, but like even when I'm watching like a TV show, she's like, "Oh, that looks so stupid," and yet she just sits there and watches every single episode with me. That's and funny. she does the same. She does the same thing with games. Like at first, she's like, "This just looks really strange," and next thing you know, she's like staring at the screen like what's about to happen next and this <laughs> this game did that to her she was trying to do homework and she just kept watching me as i was playing so it's uh it's good so. you know i need to bring uh resident evil 7 and the psvr over and let her try that out yeah oh my gosh yeah that that would be good um all right so real quickly uh and you. yeah <laughs> i'm down Darksiders 3 has been revealed slash leaked uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, just some of the facts about it that are a little different. Um, so it is open world, whereas the last games I don't think were open world. They were more like God of War where you're kind of just progressing through a story and the stages were kind of laid out for you. Uh, you're actually going to be playing a character called Fury, which is a female mage. Uh, and for those of you that haven't played Darksiders, you, you play... Um, you're the Horseman of the Apocalypse. I think you play uh, different ones in the first and second game. This one, you're playing a third one. Uh, Name Fury, female mage. It's actually a sister of the main character from Darksiders 2, which is cool. Uh, you're going to be defeating Seven Deadly Sins, which is really interesting, and also the Servants. And the only thing we know so far, there is a trailer that's available, but it will be due out sometime late 2018, so it'll be a while. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, Breath of the Wild DLC uh, has been announced uh, there's going to be a ton of stuff coming. It's going to be this summer. Uh, we are going to have a video that kind of outlines everything more in detail, what's going to be announced or what's going to be released in the game. So be looking for that uh, probably, I'd say, sometime tomorrow. So. Yes, and that'll be on YouTube.com slash Nerds with Mike's podcast. Don't forget yes. the podcast part. Yep. yep. Or go to NerdsWithMikes.com and get all the stuff there. Now, Justin, I want this story you're about to go over real quick to be true. Yes, me too. So a series that I thought was dead might not be. Uh, Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, says that he sees many different directions that the Fable series could go. Uh, We know that Lionhead Studios did close last year, but he was not willing to rule out that the series is over. But he also didn't have anything new to announce. But the fact that we are hearing the the name Fable mentioned, I I feel like that's good news because I really want a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I want that to be true. Maxwell, I know you probably watched me play Fable, but did you mm-hmm. play any of the Fable games? I did not. Just watched you, as with most most games, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Maxwell, I think you have our last story, right? Um, yes. Yes, I do. So, Nintendo promised delivery of some more Switch consoles to the U.S., and while these are typically done by sea, they decided to grab some and put them on planes to get here quicker. Uh, which is pretty cool, because it shows some real dedication from Nintendo. Uh, There's obviously a more expensive route to put them on a plane, and more dangerous if you're on a United flight. Ooh, that's pretty dangerous. Topical. <laughs> that's pretty dangerous. Um, but I thought that was super cool. You know, normally they're just going to wait months for them to get here by a freight carrier on a big old boat. But they decided to fly them in and uh, take care of us dumb Americans. So A big old what? Boat. <laughs> Is that what I just said? Thing, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I noticed, though, and I'm pretty sure it's probably strategic by Nintendo, is we've not seen Switches for a couple weeks, and then Mario Kart launches, and we got at the store, we had like 25 ready to be sold when Mario Kart released. So Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but I can't wait till we get to the point where anybody can walk into a store and say, I want to buy a Switch, and they can get a Switch, you know? Um, when so, the Switch U comes out, maybe. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Switch U. I still think about the Wii U because that's what I play Zelda on, and I'm like looking at the uh, game pad, which is a terrible design, but just that the name of the console Wii was bad, and the Wii U was just so much worse. Yeah, Switch Wii is better. Terrible. Yeah. Um, but you know where that takes us. Tell me, Maxwell, where does it take us? It takes us to this special little somewhere where we got to listen some words from our friends. Hey, Linda. Hey, Louise. What's wrong? Well, I love podcasts, but I need a new one. Do you know if there are anywhere two sweetie sisters talk about movies from the 80s and 90s that shape their childhood existence and also that have a cat that makes a ruckus in the background? Do I? Let me tell you a podcast I started listening to called Large Marge Sent Us. Two sisters break down classic 80s and 90s movies like The Princess Bride, Never Ending Story, and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. They even did a whole month dedicated to Fred Savage flicks. Wow, I love Fred Savage. Where can I get this magical podcast? You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or Google Play. You can also follow them on Twitter, at The Sweetie Club. And don't forget to tell them, Large Marge sent you to this podcast. Hey, it's Nick from the NB Experience YouTube channel. Do you like new and retro video games? Do you like to laugh at stupid and inappropriate things? Do you like to watch people fail more often than not? If you answered yes to any or all or even none of these questions, check out the NB Experience on YouTube, VidMe, Twitch, and Twitter. I feature a wide variety of games from Pokemon to Super Smash Brothers to Shaq Fu. Subscribe to the NB Experience for this and much more. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Two Guys with Raging Goals. I'm Mikey and this is Adam. And every Friday, every Friday, we bring you a conversational podcast where we put together this set. Yes. We do real good work here. Yep. There we go, Pikachu. Alleluia. Every Friday, we bring a conversation to this table, and we discuss it for your enjoyment. Yes. If you like that, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Two Guys with Raging Goals. You can also head on over to Patreon.com slash Two Guys Raging. Throw us a couple bucks, keep the lights on, get exclusive perks, like the all-new Harry Potter series, Muggles at Large. You can also listen to Adam <laughs> click on pen like a psychopath. All right, and we are back. So, Justin, um, you know how we were talking about the um, Fable game? 
yeah, and how you wanted that to come back. Yeah, <laughs> desperately. Forget, totally forgot about the name because it's been so long since the game's been out. It has been. That I almost forgot it existed and couldn't remember yep. the name just now. So that's got me thinking. Um, I think next week our big topic should be about these franchises uh, and these games that have been many years since we've seen. So when was the last time we saw a Metroid game that wasn't that stupid battle one in the DS that so wasn't calm. really Metroid? Uh, SOCOM. Yes. Um, what else? Um, Castlevania, Castlevania, Mega Man. Mega Man, a good Mega Man. Yeah, so yeah. what... And we're going to ask this question out there to the listeners, of course, um, and the viewers. What game franchise would you like to see come back? I'm pretty excited for this one. I am too. I'll be honest. I'm pretty excited. Because like, like Maxwell, we just talked about Fable and you already forgot about it. Yeah. So imagine like how many other games we forgot about that our listeners haven't. You have to come up with more. Like I expect us all next week when we come to have more than just one answer. So come. Okay? Just for the record. So come one. So come two. Yeah. So come three. <laughs> I'm just, that's why I said that. You have to have more than one game. Yeah. We'll do like okay. a top five or something. Yeah, oh, that's God, good. That's a lot though. No, that's not bad at all. But I'm we want to hear from you guys. So be sure uh, once we post it up um to reply back um really looking forward to he- hearing some of those answers all right um so guys it's our favorite time travis you want to lead us absolutely it's time for <gasps> pick of the week <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> i totally faked you out too <laughs> <laughs> you breathe you had that breath was for so long <laughs> you sucked the air right on my breath it went yeah. so hard. <laughs> Out of your mouth hole, right into mine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Through the internet. All right. Woo. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, the pick of the week. So, Justin, what you got, buddy? This is tough because I don't feel like I've committed to anything enough this week to have a pick. Oh, wow. Really? But. Oh, okay. I will not let them down. Don't say Siege. No. For the second week in a row, though, Silicon Valley. Uh, they opened up last week, uh, the first week, with a, with a, with a storyline I thought was going to take up a lot of time, and they quickly killed that storyline. It's pretty dark. Two. Huh? That last episode was pretty dark. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but <laughs> it was. But it, it was so funny. It was great. You could tell that Jared's so conflicted with <laughs> everything going on with Richard and the, and the company, and it's just, it was a great second episode, and they, it's the best comedy on TV. Don't forget on Netflix. I can actually just drop my mic. Netflix. Don't forget on Netflix, Joshy. Will you please talk like Marty Huggins, please? (laughs) Oh, Gabe. Gabe from Silicon Valley. He's on The Office. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or Jared from Silicon Valley. I know he he plays Gabe. Yeah, my bad. All right. So my pick of the week, besides my nose, is going to be... Flick it. Specifically the clip from the movie Wanderlust. If you go on YouTube and type it... Dirty talk. <laughs> it is probably one not... of the funniest things I've seen. I don't even know if I've seen that movie, but that clip is absolutely hilarious. Can you, you give us a brief reenactment? Uh, well, it's Paul Rudd, and he talks about a doing the sex uh, with his his penis, <laughs> his dick guy. <laughs> um, but it's the most awkward. Uh, Dirty talk that you'll ever see, and it is so funny. But had, Paul Rudd had, is always good. Had you not seen that before I sent it to you? No, absolutely uh, fantastic. I thought I was gonna send this and be like, Yeah, it's old news. Uh, how much of that do you think was ad libbed? I think 100%. Oh, yeah, all of it. I'm sure they were like, it. Just go look in that mirror and 
talk dirty and, and he was talking. like, I got this. But it's so <laughs> typical Paul Rudd's like humor that he absolutely had to just ad lib that whole thing. I don't know how you I don't know how you wouldn't have laughed at yourself. Like I don't know. You can see him holding back. Yeah. Like he's he's trying not to. Yeah. Uh my pick of the week um is gonna be Mario Kart eight. And I know it seems like a cop out just because it's a new game. But the reason being is I haven't actually played a Mario Kart game that I've cared about since '64. Yeah. Although I did love Double Dash. Um, but this game, like now that I've been playing with like friends consistently and stuff, uh, I love it. It's a really good game. Uh, my only complaint about the game, and it's not even a complaint about that game, it's a complaint about the Switch. I still feel that that console was 100% software incomplete. Because for them to have online ready day one, uh, how do you chat with your friends unless you're using a third-party program? We're using Discord right now to talk on the, you know, because there's no way to chat on the Switch. So you have to mm. use third-party applications to do it. That is and always for, their worst part, though, is the online yeah. usage. And to think about a game that is so, like, all about, like, multiplayer and tournaments and stuff like that, not to be able to be able to talk to the people you're racing with and unless you're using something else just seems like a really missed opportunity. Yeah, for sure. But that's my pick. So over to you, Maxwell. Nice. So. Nice. This is where we close it out, people. So thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. And this, uh, this is actually a new format. So we end the episode with a topic for next week. And pick it up at the beginning of the next episode. So, we look forward. We look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> you like that? The gestures. I loved it. Anyway, as always, you can like us and you can follow us. Oh wait, you, you can, can like us. us. You can follow us, and you can watch us, share us. Is that Liam Neeson? <laughs> <laughs> and you can kill us. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, oh, Twitch, God. YouTube, and you can reach us on Instagram and email, which is podcast at nerdswithmikes.com. And yep. guys, look, if you just search Nerds with Mikes on any social media, that's us. But if you're on YouTube, yeah, you kind of got to put the podcast at the end of it. I don't, yeah. it's kind of weird. <laughs> you, you Somebody already us. had Nerds with Mikes. You can definitely reach us pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Just don't ever reach around us. You know what I'm saying. Is that dubstep? (laughs) (laughs) Watch the bass drop. All right, guys. Well, love you real big. So big. Just a little. Yep. Take a look at my erection selection. (laughs) 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 And we have stuff recording.